You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. I know it's my passion and my purpose because when I do it, when I'm talking to people, I light up. I feel energized. You know, everybody says, hey, how do you know what your passion is? It's what really gets your blood pumping. It's something that when you're done talking to somebody, you walk away and you say, oh my God, that was such an awesome conversation. That's where you know this is one of your gifts. As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, gaining weight, or just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com dot com that's numa 24 at goherbalife.com what's up everybody you are listening to the what now podcast where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now Podcast. That's right, the What Now Podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. And remember, we scratched that word difficult out, and we have replaced that word with defining. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define those moments and not allow those moments to define us. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals from merely existing to living a life full of purpose. Yes, you're listening. If you can hear me right now, clap one time. If you hear my voice, clap two times, taking it back to my boys and girls club days now. But if you can hear me, yes, I'm talking to you. There is purpose inside of you. Your purpose is connected to your story. I don't talk much about this on the show, but I want each and every one of you to begin to embrace the truth of your story, the truth of your story, even though it may be laced with pain and disappointment and hurt and rejection and all of those things. Listen, all of those things can be used if you are a, a, uh, a Bible believer, you subscribe to the same God that I subscribe to. There's a scripture that says all things work together for the good of them who love God and to those who are the called. It does not say that all things are good, but it does say that all things work together for the good. Sometimes we need the togetherness of those painful situations, intertwine them with those joyful situations and those other learning experiences. And when you put that thing together, Oh man, that thing becomes beautiful that is produced from it. Now let me get quiet because I'm not talking on tonight. Well, actually I am going to talk. I'm interviewing a great guest. I'm interviewing a great guest. So I don't want to prolong this any longer. I want you to sit back, relax and enjoy tonight's guest. Ashley Spurgeon is from the Houston, Texas area. She is a wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, 
student, and mentor with an education in psychology and marketing, which has brought many interesting opportunities to her life. She is an author, speaker, professional coach, and consultant to solo and small law firms where she assists lawyers in having the work-life balance in the A-plus office that helps them work less and make more while loving what they do. After years of working in the corporate world, being an active entrepreneur and 10 years in the legal field, Ashley has found joy in every aspect of life. She aims to help others find this joy and ease in every stage of life, situation, and the jobs they're encountering in a time of life where everything is changing. Her upcoming book, Joy Quest, A Journey to True Happiness, focuses on her life study on how to lead a joy-filled life no matter what you are doing, where you have been, or where you are going. With the onset of COVID, her speaking engagements have transferred to the virtual stage where she continues to bring laughter and inspiration to many. Help me welcome Ashley Spurgeon to the show. Ashley, how are you tonight? I am doing wonderful. Awesome, awesome. Listen, I'm excited about the conversation. I believe that our listening audience is going to be in a better state after they listen to this very podcast. I believe some clarity is going to be brought to pass for them and maybe even some answers that they have been searching for. They will find the direction in which to find those answers. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you for having me. I know it's always our goal to just uplift people and help them feel better about their lives. Absolutely. So I always like to start every conversation with an icebreaker question. Okay. So tonight's icebreaker question is, I usually use the same two, and tonight I just, <laughs> I, it's based on how I feel at the moment. So I'm going to use this icebreaker question tonight. If you had the ability to push a button and change one thing in our world right now, what would it be and why? Oh, right now, what I would love to push a button for is just to give people hope. So many people are seeing the struggles and the traumas that are happening around us and not really looking so much for the opportunities. Uh, so many people right now are really, really hurting and if I could give everybody one little gift would be hope that everything in life is temporary. There is a God out there, whoever you call God, that is in control. And we do still have very bright futures ahead of us. Awesome. 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 Now you hit one of my trigger words and we're going to start the conversation off of that trigger word that you hit. And that word is opportunities opportunities yes. were you always a person that looked at what may appear to be a challenge to others or a setback to others as an opportunity or is that something that came to you you know the more and more you experience life well I think part of that comes from maturing and growing up but I've mm -hmm. always been the half glass full pre person in okay. fact I always said you know if your glass is empty put it out there and get it refilled. Um, you know, there's always, there's, I mean, really, literally, there's always a silver lining. There's always, people used to get on my case because I am the eternal optimist. I can <laughs> find the good in any situation. So if, you, if you're feeling down about yourself and you want a little up, contact me. I will be able to point out the good in any bad situation. Um, so that's just been a gift that I've always had. I don't know where it came from, maybe just the grace of God, but after an abusive relationship, it led me to studying psychology and letting me into women's ministry. 
and you know on and on since then i've worked with addicts you know i ran a drug and alcohol rehab center and you know now i'm into coaching so my whole life has been about giving people hope and letting them know that there's always opportunities you just have to be open to them and i think you just hit it right there you said so much in what you said but the last few words that you said you have to be open to it. Now I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How does one become open to the possibilities or open to the opportunities when it seems as if everything is just hitting them all at one time? Well, you know, one thing I learned a long time ago, and I use this for myself, and then I brought it into my ministry and my coaching. And you'll hear it all over the web now. I, I thought it was my idea years ago, but it's living in the moment. We are traumatized over our past, and so many people hold that trauma as their identity. They think this is who they are. Well, that's not who you are. That's something that happened to you. You are so much more than your traumas, and they're terrified of an unforeseen future. You know, so many people are frozen in place because they're afraid of what's going to happen. But 95% of what we fear never comes to be. So I had this practice and I started this myself because I was living in a very abusive relationship at the time. And I would sit there and I'd say, at this very moment, we're safe. At this very moment, our bills are paid. We have food in the house. There's gas in the car. I have a job, you know, and that would just bring me to right now. And it released my thoughts of what happened and it released my fears of what might happen. And then I find I do this still, even when I was working at the law firm, I'd take a 10 minute break and I'd go to the parking lot and I'd say, you know, right now the the, the sky is blue. The birds are singing. There's a squirrel. Isn't it cute? You know, and I bring myself to right now. And that really helped to release the anxiety, the fear, the um, what's the word, the tendency towards depression, you know, and right now with COVID and everything, this stuff is just huge. You know, there is so much anxiety. There is so much depression. There are so many people that don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but if they take a moment to appreciate right now and live in gratitude, it can change so much because not only does it change your thinking, it, t- it literally changes your body chemistry to where you're getting those good endorphins and those healthy chemicals that make you feel better. That's so true. I, I think that we are, especially in a tech-savvy generation like we're in, we miss so many moments because we're caught up in our phone. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we don't realize that even on Facebook, it has those memories and Sometimes I I remember a space in my life where I couldn't even look at the Facebook memories because sometimes they were attached to trauma that I experienced and I kept causing myself to relive those traumatic experiences and I was losing moments that were right before me. So I like how you talk about, you know, just taking a moment to gather yourself and even observe nature and how beautiful nature and God's creation is. And how, like you said, it gives you those good endorphins and it rebuilds, it's like recharging yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing you said, I want to, I want to talk about identity for a minute, because you said your trauma is not your identity. And I believe that we live in a time where so many people have identified themselves based upon their trauma or the label that others have put on them because of the traumatic experiences that they've had. As it relates to identity, how does one begin to transition from identifying with their, identifying their identity and their trauma and then finding that God-given identity of, of, of who they were created and designed to be? Well, first off, I am a huge fan of journaling. I constantly have like 10,000 notebooks everywhere. I carry one in my purse. I have one on my desk. I have one in my bedroom. And I do a lot of self-dialogue. And I take time to get to know who I am. And if I'm not quite sure who I am, then I decide who I want to be. And I work towards 
developing myself to be the best version of who I want to be, which is a caring, empathetic, um, loving person that, you know, if, if somebody met me for the first time, I want them to say, hey, you're really awesome. You made me have hope. You made me feel better about myself. I can feel that you really care about me. So if I carried around all my past trauma, then that's going to keep me from being that. Now, I did that for years. Everybody that met me, they knew my story. They knew in detail every abusive thing that happened to me and my kids, you know, and this is how they knew me to be. And I said, that's not the person I want to be. That's something that happened to me. It's not me anymore. That person's not even on this planet anymore. So why am I still carrying this around? And then I saw that with other people I worked with um, that had, you know, a violent past or, you know, I mean, some people's trauma may not be abuse, but it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It happened to them. It is just as big to them as what happened to me is to me. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it will be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card as well as it helps support our show. They have to realize that isn't who they are. That's just how they've learned to define themselves. So they need to take time to redefine themselves. And the best way to do that, if you really have a hard time with it, is seek a, seek a therapist, really. You know, number one, you know, that's why we have our professionals and they're there to help us. And if you're not comfortable with a therapist, go to a minister, a rabbi, you know, your religious leaders, because they're also trained to help people in these areas. And life is too precious to carry around every bad thing that ever happened to us, because that is not who we are. So you have to take time to get to know yourself. You have to be able to spend some quiet time in prayer and meditation and just ask, who am I and who do I want to be and how do I want to be identified? Because nobody else is going to identify yourself as that unless you do. Absolutely. And I think, listening to what you were saying, I, I know a lot of people struggle with the thought of representing themselves. And I think that one of the greatest revelations that happened in my life was, Cliff, it's okay to embrace who you are versus 
who you've identified as for all these years. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. stay stuck in there because they don't want to hear people say you've changed. But the reality is that if we're living, we're always evolving. So mm -hmm. that's not a negative thing that I've changed. That's actually showing that I've grown and matured. Now, as far as with the abusive relationship, because we have a lot of people that listen that, that are in different types of um, abusive relationships, whether it's the physical, the emotional, psychological. Mm -hmm. With your time, how did you escape that? It was very difficult. I was in there for 12 years. Um, I, you know, I mean, it was one of those things we broke up every month, literally. And he could sweet talk his way back in. I mean, he was the true definition of a sociopath. Um, very, very controlling. And, you know, of course, closed us off from everybody that could help us. We had no communication with family. No, we weren't allowed to make friends you know, driving down the road, I couldn't even look down a street because he'd say, who do you know down that street? You know, it was, it was a terrifying thing. He would drive me into the middle of the woods and just say, oh, look at this cliff. If somebody fell down there, they, nobody would ever know. You know, it would be a hundred years before that body's discovered. So we had these subtle threats throughout and it was terrifying. And it actually got to the point where I had to find places for my children and leave the state. I had to leave my children to get out of the situation. Now, I have my children back now, you know, mm -hmm. and I believe it's God's grace. He developed stage four cancer, he died, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, but it was terrifying and it was the hardest thing I ever did. But I was at the point where I thought, you know, I either stay here and, and die or I make the brave choice and leave. Now, there was a time in my life, I actually in Tennessee, I worked at a factory which was very interesting. It was the first time in my life I got to work at a factory. We actually sewed cheerleading uniforms for college universities. Okay. And so I was in this factory with a hundred women about, and we take breaks and I would basically interview them. Why do you stay in the relationships that you're in when you're so unhappy? And the number one reason was that most people thought they couldn't make it on their own. They were financially stuck. Um, that they had no other alternatives. Well, I can tell everybody, I left Tennessee with my clothes and a laptop computer, and that was it. That was everything I owned. I even had to leave my kids behind. And, um, you know, so they went into the foster care system for a few years until I could get on my feet and rebuild my life. But, um, Anything's possible. You know, you can make that brave choice. It is the most terrifying thing in your, in your life that you will ever do, but it will save your life and it will possibly save your children's lives too. So you just have to do it. I mean, you never thought growing up that you'd be in a situation that you had to run to save your life, but that may be very well what you need to do. You know, luckily I had people in Houston I could come to and they even said, when I got here two weeks later, they said, if you hadn't have come here, you wouldn't have made it, would you? And I said, no, I used to sit on my driveway and watch the semis drive by at 80 miles an hour and wonder how quickly I would die if I drove in front of that truck. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a Christian. I couldn't do that. I had children. I couldn't do that. Um, I knew they had families they wanted to go to. I couldn't do that. So the best thing I could do was pack up and leave and you know, anybody that's in an abusive situation, get help. There's hotlines. There are organizations out there that will help you. Um, after hurricanes and bad marriages, and I lost a spouse when I was 32 years old, I've started my life over four times. So it's always possible because now my life is the best it's ever been. It is bigger than my dreams ever imagined because I took that brave step and I got out while I could. Now, you just said something. You, you said that, you know, you had to start your life over four times. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you, because I know some people feel as if, you know, I try it, it doesn't work. Oh my God, it's over. How do you have that resolve to keep bouncing back after, you know, each time? Is it that optimism that you have? 
I think part of it's the optimism and part of it is that I've seen that, you know, you can do anything you set your mind to and you can always exceed your own expectations. Um, the world is wide open for anything that you can dream of. You know, I mean, when my first husband died, I was 32 years old and I had two children. You know, I had to start over then. Um, we got hit by Hurricane Charlie and we were completely wiped out. That was 2004. I mean, our house was destroyed. Our town was destroyed. We went three weeks without electricity. We had to rebuild from there. Um, you know, and then when I, uh, I can't remember the third time all of a sudden, but the fourth time was when I left my husband in Tennessee because it was an abusive situation. And I literally left with just my clothes and a laptop. In fact, the laptop didn't even belong to me. It belonged to uh, like Aaron's rentals or somewhere. So I ended up having to turn that in too. But, you know, there's always ways and there's so many resources available and there's so many people out there that are willing to help you. I mean, geez, if you need help, contact me. I will do everything I can to help you because nobody deserves to be beaten down. Everybody's valuable and everybody's beautiful, you know, so... No, it's, it's possible. It's always possible. The world is cyclical. Everything is always a change. The world never stands still. That's why it's called dynamic. It's constant change. And things are supposed to change for the better. So you put your vision on the better. And that is what you create for yourself. Absolutely. And I like, you know, how you talked about what you had to go you know, it was a season you had to give your children up to build yourself back up. You were willing to make awesome sacrifices for the long run mm -hmm. and willing to do whatever it took. And, and there's a saying that I thought about as you were talking where it says you can't heal in the same environment that you became sick in or mm -hmm. you can't no, heal you can't. in the same environment you were abused in. You know, mm -hmm. you had to uproot everything, get out I, of there. Go ahead. Yeah, I did. I actually, you know, took about, you know, six months and I saw that as my retreat period because I learned through the Christian church, we would take retreats. And that was the time that I really focused on healing my heart and my spirit. And in that, I was able to regain a brand new footing, not, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, my footing was torn away from me. The man I lived with, you know, I mean, he practically convinced me I was crazy to the point that I was going to have myself committed. But I knew I wasn't crazy. I mean, I have a above average IQ. So why is this man convincing me that I'm crazy? But that's how it works in these relationships. Um, you're not crazy. You know, it's the other person that's crazy. You're just in a dangerous situation. But God heals and the earth heals and new opportunities are always there. You just have to take them. Um, it's scary. It's, it's terrifying and it's heartbreaking. It broke my heart to drive away from my children 1500 miles. But now my daughter is starting college this year. My son is starting high school this year. He made the AB honor roll last year, all on his own, you know. And, you know, so it's worth making those terrifying choices and all listening audience did you hear what she said it's worth it and matter of fact i want you to understand you are worth making that choice you mm -hmm. are worth making that choice your children are worth making that choice the possibilities are worth making that choice awesome 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 so now let's fast forward let's fast forward to you becoming an author you becoming a speaker <laughs> you becoming a professional coach how did all of that come come about? I know you said the journaling is something that you've always done. Did you begin journaling with the thought of one day I'm going to publish a book or publish books? Or is that something that came along your journey? Um, no, actually, I had some people that would listen to my stories about the things that I had survived, the things that I have made it through and still had the essence of forgiveness, you know, being able to live in forgiveness with other people, especially the worst ones that did things against me. Um, 
and having hope for the future. And they said, you have so much to share. Why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? And so I tinkered a little bit here and there, you know, I'd start putting things in files and all that. And I really kind of sat on it for a while because I got a pretty decent job at a law firm here in Houston. And I worked there for six years. And I actually, the first book that I, well, the first regular book that I published that was a significant book was actually written for the legal field. And that gave me enough courage to really jump into the book I'm writing now, which is called Joy Quest. And it's, um, you know, learning to live a life of true happiness. And so that's, that's my passion project. And I'm hoping to have that out in the next two or three months. Um, but just to start writing was because everybody was saying, you know, you're so eloquent, you're really good at, at explaining yourself and weaving in great stories. Why are you not writing books? And I was very intimidated because I was like, oh my gosh, write a book. You know, that's a huge project because you need a literary agent, you need a publisher, you need, you know, pub, you know, a PR person and everything else. And I found out it really isn't that way. It's not that difficult mm -hmm. in this day and age. You know, thank you to Amazon Kindle and yes. Ingram Spark. I've actually put out books that are eBooks, paperbacks, hardbacks, and seeing results from them. Um, but as far as coaching, that's something I actually started tinkering with about a year ago after I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm always trying new things on the side. And I had a soap making business. I had a gourmet cupcake business. Um, I tried event planning and none of those really took off, but they led me to learn what I need to know to be a successful coach. And um, so about a year ago, I decided, you know, with all of the training and experience, background in psychology and ministry, I could best serve others as a coach. And my husband goes, oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> you know? And he says, I love you, honey, but you know, give it this amount of time. If it doesn't work, can you please call it quits? And I said, no, this is going to be it because this is where my heart is. And this is where my passion is. And I know it's my passion and my purpose because when I do it, when I'm talking to people, I light up. I feel energized. You know, everybody says, Hey, how do you know what your passion is? It's what really gets your blood pumping is something that when you're done talking to somebody, you walk away and you say, Oh my God, that was such an awesome conversation. Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m and 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. During this time, clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www www.numawellnessspa.com or email them at newmade7816 at gmail.com newmade is spelled p-n-e-u-m-a-d-e -E. or you can call them at know this is one of your gifts and so well you know i in 2000 june of 2019 i had told my husband i said my goal is by june of 2020 that i'm going to leave the law firm 
And I said, that's when I'm going to go full force, full time on my coaching and my speaking. And it's going to take off. It's going to be awesome. Well, then, uh, you know, March hit and we have COVID hitting the United States out of Europe and, and all that. And I first found out how severe it was. My boss was actually scheduled to take a Nile cruise with the Texas Bar Association in Egypt. And some of the first people in Texas, that's where I live in Texas, um, that were, that contracted the COVID virus was from an Egypt Nile cruise. So he and he and his, you know, his girlfriend decided, okay, well, we already paid all this money for it, but it's not worth it because we're over 65. We have health conditions. um, We're not going to go. And so here we are all of a sudden saying, okay, you know, COVID's hit the United States. How is this going to impact us? You know, is it going to be like in China where it's huge and thousands of people are getting sick? And, you know, of course, I think it was like uh, March 25th that Houston shut down. They gave us a stay-at-home order. And so our business had to jump all of a sudden to where we're working from home. And now I'm thinking, okay, March, I still have a couple months until June of 2020, my prediction that I would be out of the law firm. And I start thinking, how in the world am I going to bring a new director of marketing in, train them, acclimate them to our staff and our clients, and be able to leave in June? And of course, April goes around, we're still at home. June goes around, things are lessening. But my boss still wasn't comfortable with opening the office. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And he called us on a phone appointment for the whole staff. We had seven people in our firm. And he told us on June 1st, he goes, well, this is my last month. I have been practicing law for 40 years. He goes, I love you all. You're the best staff I've ever had. We made a millions of dollars, (laughs) you know? And um, he said, but on June 30th, I'm retiring. Wow. And I was like jumping up and down so happy because I said, oh my gosh, this is how I'm leaving in June of 2020, just like I said I was going to do in June of 2019. So it happened all on on its own. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to bring anybody in, train, none of that. It's just God opened those doors for me. So then I was able to really, really jump into my speaking and my coaching and and everything else. So there's two groups of people that I work with, and one of those is lawyers. I work as a consultant and a coach for lawyers because I know them. I know their language. I know what's not working in their lives. And then I work with everybody else because I love everybody, anybody that wants peace in their life and wants to work towards their goals, finding a way of being happy, which is a big challenge today. Um, there's so much unhappiness in the world. So I'm actually certified as a life purpose coach, a happiness coach, a goal success coach, and a uh, career coach. So I help people in all of those areas. And it's just such a blessing. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And what I loved about your story about, um, you know, when you had made up in your mind when you were going to go full time. It just shows the awesomeness and and sovereignty of God because here you are, you made the plan, you'd already spoke it out, you know, spoken into existence. And then here comes COVID. And it looks like, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But it didn't even affect the plan. It actually perfected the plan that you even had to where you didn't have to worry about any of the other stuff. And you were still able to accomplish the goal that you set a year ago. Yeah, and I didn't awesome. have to I didn't have to leave a position thinking like I felt feeling like I let anybody down right. because we were in the law firm, we were a very tight cohesive team. And anybody that works in a small business understands this is your mm-hmm. second family. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we spend more waking hours with our coworkers than we do with our families. So, you know, really that's our second family and I was really worried about letting them down by stepping into my own life and I didn't have to do that you know God takes care of everything when you leave it in his hands he really does Mm -hmm. I know for a fact he does I definitely agree (laughs) with you there like that and that's one of the things that 
with purpose, I always talk talk to people when I'm talking about purpose, about how I had to learn to become fluid and go with the flow and sometimes stop trying to control it and literally mm -hmm. lose control for a minute. I said, because I, I'm used to being a person that likes to know, you know, everything that's about to go on. I like to control the situation, but when it comes to purpose and it comes to God, many times you have to learn how to let it all go and let God be in control. And when we allow him to be in control, as I said, he just, he's always looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. And, I like to use the example that God's a river and this river's flowing. And what we try to do is we put the boat in the river and we try to run up steam because everybody <laughs> tells us, I mean, from the time we were able to understand communication from our parents and families, that life is meant to be hard, that everything's a no. struggle. No. And I found, and I, I tell my husband this all the time. I said, you know, if you are struggling upstream, you're going the wrong route. I said, because if you pull those oars in, if you take the path of least resistance, if you go with the flow, which basically means your instincts are true, okay? I, every time I've made a mistake in my life is when I've gone against my gut feeling. Every mm -hmm. single time, it's, that's been the wrong choice. Um, when you go with that flow and you follow your instincts, you follow that prodding, it's coming from somewhere saying, hey, there's an easier way to go about this. It's when we say, oh no, we have to struggle and sweat and ache and pain in order to receive success. Now, as soon as I stopped struggling against life, that's when my life started to gain some flow and things started coming easier, understanding the stress was less, the depression was less, you know, that's, that's where God, God's the stream, you know, and we're, you know, we're either, you know, flowing with him or we're struggling against him. Mm. That's yeah. something to really think about all tonight. I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> listening and like, whoa, yeah, that's so true. How many times have you been struggling against him, you know, instead of flowing with him? Oh, that's something really to think about that's now, the I, way of the world you know the way of the absolutely. world is to struggle upstream absolutely and like you said we've been trained and conditioned for that all the way back some of us all the way back to our childhood mm -hmm. you know uh you know whether it was told to us or that's all that we saw you know we didn't think that there was ever a you know another option or another possibility so we struggle with that concept so yeah yeah. Now, I have three words, okay? Um, yes. And I'm going to give you those words. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear these words individually. Or you can sing what comes to mind if you want to sing. I always tell everybody with this game, if you want to sing, you're welcome to sing. You don't want to uh, hear my singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> so... The first word, you actually said this a while ago, and I was laughing. You said two of the words. The first word is happiness. Oh, happiness is just freedom. You know, it's freedom of expression. It's freedom to be yourself. It's freedom to know that your possibilities are endless. It's the freedom to love. You know, happiness is what everybody needs, but everybody strives for. And all you have to do is look at the clouds, look at a bird, look at a child playing. Um, happiness is all around us. We just tend to think that we don't deserve it. So true. The next word is forgiveness. Oh, we're so hard on ourselves. We are the ones who do not forgive. I have a very strong belief. Okay, so many people think, oh, well, God's not going to forgive me. But my relationship with God taught me, God doesn't look back. He only looks forward. So what is there to forgive? Move forward. Um my husband had a Catholic upbringing and he's so hard on himself. I said, I'm Lutheran. We're lucky we were Catholic without having to give conf confession. Um, <laughs> God is love. Jesus died for our forgiveness. It is there. 
just don't keep repeating the same mistakes over and over again. That's just stupidity. Um, you know, we have to forgive. Um, there was a quote I heard earlier. Let me see if I can remember it correctly. It said, not forgiving someone is like drinking poison, expecting mm -hmm. somebody else to die. Yep. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Forgiveness is poison to ourselves. Not, I mean, non-forgiveness is poisonous to ourselves. It doesn't release somebody else. Now, to forgive does not mean in any way, shape, or form that you excuse their actions or the harm they caused you. That's real, but that's on them. There's no reason for us to carry it around. And when we hold on to unforgiveness, it's our baggage, not theirs. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to release it you know, between those, those points, you know, we don't need God's forgiveness. It's already there, but we do need to let ourselves off the hook, you know? So if, true. Yeah. And then if you feel guilty about something, you know, that's, that's a whole nother ball game there. I mean, you need, you do need to forgive yourself of that because one thing I learned, I used to be really upset with my mom and I'd say, oh, she was so hard on me. She was so strict. And then I realized as I became an adult, my mom was doing exactly the best that she knew how to do. So I love my mom. And then I realized as I became a mom and as I was growing, um, I, I don't always think I did the 100% best for my kids, even though I wanted to. And then I realized I did the 100% best that I knew how to do at the time. So I was able to forgive myself of the guilt that I carried. You know, if you can forgive yourself and let go of what you're holding against other people, then you're going to be able to dive into a deeper happiness, especially when you wrap yourself up with the love of God. You went right into what my next question was, you know, <laughs> talking about the forgiveness, because I find it uh, with a lot of my clients and those that I just have general conversations with, it's not even the forgiveness of others that they mainly are struggling with. It's the forgiveness of themselves. Mm -hmm. And you hit that right there at the end. So I didn't even have to ask that because that is a major thing. And I, I've been there, you know, I was there for years where I just could not seem to grasp the idea of forgiving myself, but I didn't have any problem forgiving other people. You know, I, and I would, I remember I laugh about it now because I would tell people, why can't you get over that? You made the mistake, yeah. just move on from it. And then I leave and be like, okay, Cliff, now you done told them that, why can't you apply that to your own life? And that, that is something that is imperative for us to be able to experience living instead of existing, you know, the ability to forgive yourself. Anthony Baker Jr. is the CEO of a nonprofit community organization called Helping the Homeless. As an organization, they are committed to changing lives and making others smile. In addition to providing hands-on services for the homeless community all over Philadelphia, they also have a Big Brothers mentoring program where participating youth are taught the value of giving back to their community. To learn more about the organization, call 215-487-8589 or email them at hthphilly at gmail.com. for a while you have to do it every day over the exact same things mm -hmm. you have to say you know what you're doing okay everybody's okay i forgive you we know you're a good person and then you wake up the next morning and you have to go through it all over again but eventually you know when you start leaning on well i'll use the aa term the god of your understanding my god is the god um 
you know, God, Jesus, all that, that the grace is there, accept it, you know, accept that you are forgiven um, and give yourself a break. You know, people are so hard on themselves. Other people are going to give you a break before you give yourself a break. So Mm -hmm. if you think of yourself as your own best friend, give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack. Everybody makes bad choices. Everybody makes mistakes. That's part of the human experience. That's part of our learning and growing and expansion. And that's what we're here to do is to learn and grow and expand. And as long as we don't get over ourselves, we're going to be no good for anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. And we want, and our human core, I believe almost everybody wants to be able to be of service to others and to be able to uplift others. But if we're wallowing in our own guilt and our own unforgiveness, we're holding ourselves back from our greatest potential. Absolutely. Now the last word is purpose. Mm, I love purpose. And everybody has one. And during different times of your life, you may have a new one. You know, it's not destined that this is your lifelong ministry that you have to speak on this one specific thing. Mm -hmm. Um, My purpose in life is to uplift others, give hope and teach forgiveness. Really, that's that's my gifts. Um, And it's through God's grace that he taught me. I don't know if you taught me or if it's just something I know how to do because I've always had the gift of gab that I can connect to people, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's my purpose. That's my purpose is to make people feel comfortable so that they can receive healing. They can have hope and understand forgiveness and love. Um, And it's like I said before, how you know what your purpose is. It is that one thing you say or do to other people when you have that conversation and afterwards you say, that was one of the best conversations I had in my life. You're energized. You feel like your whole body's alive. Your blood's pumping. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. People go through such huge lengths to try to define what their purpose and their passion is. And I say it's right there in you. You just have to listen to the conversations that you have every day. What sparked your your interest? What lit you up? what connected you to another person because people are meant for connecting you know that's where you find your purpose absolutely yeah now you have given us a lot throughout this conversation so i want to ask you this question Mm -hmm. if everybody was to forget everything that you said tonight what is one thing that you would like them to walk away with The one thing I would love anybody who ever crosses my path to walk away with is the knowledge that they are absolutely beautiful. They are loved. Um, They're special. They're unique. It doesn't matter what you look like, where you came up from, what kind of a situation you're living in now. You are an amazing, beautiful, absolutely loved individual. And that's what I want everybody to feel deep down inside. Awesome. Awesome. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to give you the opportunity to give everyone your social media handles, your website, where they can purchase your book at, where they can um, inquire about your coaching services all of those things. I want to give you the space to provide that. Well, every bit of that information is on my website, which is ashleyjspurgeon.com. And Spurgeon is S-P-U-R-G-E-O-N. Ashley J. Spurgeon is also my social media handles on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, My books are available through amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. And all you have to do is type in Ashley J. Spurgeon and it will bring those up. Um, Anybody that wants to just chat or have a talk, reach out to me on Facebook or LinkedIn at Ashley J. Spurgeon. And I would be glad to connect with you. Awesome. 
Now, here's what I'm going to do tonight. I do this on here when I feel led to do it. I don't mm-hmm. always do it on this uh, podcast. I have a radio show, and on the radio show, I end every conversation on the radio show with the exact same last question. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it tonight on this show as well. I've done it a couple times on here. <laughs> but I want to know, who is God personally to you? God is everything to me. He is not only my Lord and Savior, but he is everything that I'm made up with, everything that everybody else is made up with. He is the planet, the air, the birds, where I believe everybody is intertwined and connected. Um, God is love. God is forgiveness. God is salvation. Um, God is the answer. You know, anything you need to know, you can go to God. Now, another thing I believe different too is that there is a difference between prayer and meditation. Prayer is where you go in supplication and you ask of God. Meditation is where you sit back and you listen to God. So that's basically my very short answer of who God is with me. I would not be alive today without him. Awesome. Now I want to explain why I asked that question. As I said, I asked that question on Transformation Radio, shameless plug, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. But I asked that question on there. And then as I feel led on here, I asked that question because it is my personal belief that regardless of how long we live, we will never fully understand the awesomeness of God on a personal level. I don't feel we'll fully understand it because awesome doesn't begin to describe him. However, when we come in contact with other individuals, then it begins to unlock different attributes and nature, the nature of who God is from other individuals' experience. So Mm -hmm. your experience with God may be different than my experience with God However, as you share your experience with God with me, that might help me be prepared to see God in a totally different manner, a totally different way than I have come to know him. So it begins to open me up even the more to receiving more of the amazingness of who God is. So I always like to ask those who have a personal relationship with God, who is he to them? So Thank you so much for sharing that. But also, thank you for sharing with us on tonight, for being a part of our show. Listening audience, listen, tonight, here's what I want you to text. I want you to text PURPOSE to 302-648-5544. Now, those of you listening, you already know, if you text that number with the word that tells me that you listen to the conversation, But then I thought about it. Maybe you fast forward it through the conversation, but doesn't even matter. You will be a part of our drawing for our giveaway if you text that number. So I want you to text that number. I also want you to connect with Ashley. She provided her website and her name for social media. Connect with her, purchase her book, support everything that she has going on. And as I always say, create a great day walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Are you thinking of selling or buying your dream home? Then contact Harrison Domerkin, the people's agent. As a licensed realtor in both Delaware and Maryland, Harrison desires to help you sell or buy your home, and he promises you that your experience with him will be great. Call or text him today at 302-260-0659 or email him at harrisondomerkent at gmail.com. Many people define stagnation as not producing 
or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me, to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21 day jump start to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.